Deciding to come to his presence this morning. God by nature, God by nature and character, as revealed in scripture, you know, we go through scriptures, you want to look at God's nature and his character, is that God is always, not sometimes, always willing and capable to bring help to his people. If you, if you go to scripture, if you look at the scripture, you dissect the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. It's God with the help, with the capacity, you know. He has the energy to bring help to his people. But, and because our needs are varied, the help he also brings, they are varied. Right here, if we are to ask, our needs. I think my, my needs alone will, will fill this whole place. <laughs> but you see, he has the capacity. He has, he has it all to bring help to his people. You go through scriptures, you see yokes being broken out of the lives of people, you know, lifting people from no place to the highest. You know, people who have been deemed People have classified them that these people know they will never give birth. But you see God working miracles and they are giving birth. So God does a lot. And if we know, if we know and we know and we know that God is our helper, we will never be afraid. You didn't say amen for that. If you know that the Lord is your helper, if you know that the president is your helper, the president comes to you, the people in the neighborhood, they know that the president comes there. The president, you have a relationship with the president, and the president helps you. They know in the area. If you know the friends, you even make out of that. But let us extend it. The creator of the heavens and the earth. See, I myself, I haven't been able to, to fully, you know, Caught this, this, this revelation, and I'm still praying that if God should be my helper, and this is in me, it fills me from the crown of my head to the source of my feet, it fills me. Life will be completely different. And scripture talks about this. We read some two scriptures Psalm 46, verses 1 and 2. So, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, you see, even though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Hebrews 13, the verses 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. 
Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. So, see, when you know that the Lord is your helper, you will not even covet. You will not have an inordinate desire for people's possessions, you see. That is what he says. So, it, it means that when we know that God is for that, it will even change the way we walk. Our life will change. That's what the scripture is saying. That know that the Lord is your helper. He will help you. So, what others are having... Don't be covetous. You also have the same. That's what the scripture is saying. So when we know that the Lord is with us, we will be bold, we will be confident, we will be able to face the world because we know he will do what he has promised to do with our lives. We live it, shout hallelujah. We will not be afraid of the frightful situations in the world. Over the last few years, when you were traveling, it was very, very easy. But since 9-11, you know, it has changed the aviation industry. The kind of search, people are afraid. But when we have this God with us, when we have this God with us, we will not be afraid of the frightful things that confront us in this world. Sometimes people want to help, but they lack the capacity. See, they lack the ability. They don't, may not have all the resources. And there are others who have, but they don't want to help. Ha, <laughs> it's there. The, the disciples, Jesus needed support. I think the last days, they wait, carrying the, the sin of the world. He, he saw it. It was draining him. So help me to go and pray. Oh, we didn't want to know people were snoring. Oh, oh, I said, Hey, you be for one hour. You couldn't help. You couldn't even pray for one hour. Watch and pray so that you don't go into temptation. You are not led into temptation. The spirit is what? It's willing, but the flesh, the flesh is weak. The flesh lacks the capacity. The flesh didn't have the energy. So sometimes we have, we are willing. But what we need to push the capacity and the energy will not be there. But this God that we are talking about, he has it all. He has the power. He has the ability. He's the champion who never loses a battle. He rules and reigns forever and ever. So when he says he's bringing help, then he means it. He wants to bring help and then resolve the challenges, the problems that confront us. And he can do it anytime, any day, anywhere. Sometimes we think God is our helper sometimes. When it is good, he's our helper. When it is not good, something else. But I came to announce to you that God is our helper always. He is our helper when? Always. Whether it is good, whether it is bad, whether we understand, whether we don't understand, he is our helper always. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, if you want to clap, clap. Put your hands together. The scripture confirms it. If we are good students of the Bible, 
that the enemy is time short. So he's causing a lot of havoc. Sometimes he hides behind things. But the truth is that he knows that his time is short. And therefore, he's causing a lot of havoc. No job. Instability in homes. Failing marriages. A number of them. But at the same time, God is not watching for the devil to cause his havoc. That is why he is a very present help. That's why he's a helper. At any time, whether in trouble or not in trouble, God is always a helper. So this morning, I just want us to remind ourselves, sometimes we forget that we even have a helper. This morning, I just want to talk about that. That God is our helper who will never leave us, nor what? Nor forsake us. It is his nature. It is his character. It is in him. He doesn't leave his people. And he wants to help us, bring us up. So that we will fulfill his purpose, his plans, and his will for our lives. You know, when you go through scriptures, you know, God, God has really helped a lot, and he is still helping a lot, a lot of people. If you look at Abraham, I think I've said it here before. God called him when he was 75 years. Married, but still living in the father's house. Can you imagine, imagine it? 75 years married, living in a father's house. When God called him, We look at David. David would have been a shepherd boy for life. His father did not even, even the father didn't think that he was a palace material. No. He thought he was not cut for kinship. Completely forgot about him. But when God brings your help, when the help of God comes into contact with your life, such barriers will completely will break. You, see, you, know, you know, the reason why the devil is always on you is that you are crossing that barrier. He has seen it. Just like David crossed that barrier, you also crossed that barrier. I said the enemy is not giving you peace. But the truth is that you are crossing the barrier. You will cross, you will multiply. You will be fruitful, and God will confirm every covenant that He has for your life. The evangelist who was bound, you see, how can the evangelist be bound? Somebody who can speak, speak about God, speak the good news, and people will come into the kingdom, but he was bound. Jesus came into his life. Chains were broken. Sharks were broken. Deliverance came. This man was set free to do what God has placed upon his life. A lot more. The woman with the issue of blood. Woman with the issue of blood. That centurion servant. That was a worst case scenario. Jesus was going, Jesus was going to the house, going to the house to pray, and this woman crossed. Cross Jesus. So a message came down. Oh, don't, don't worry, the master, the, the servant is already dead. The guy was not well. 
but it has become worse. Sometimes it happens to us. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Don't be what? Afraid. And the servant was healed. Worst case, woman of the issue of blood said he has spent money everywhere. He's gone to South Africa, gone to India. He has gone to Canada and all that. That was getting worse. Until he met Jesus. This morning, I don't know, I don't know how far or how, how long, where you have gone. It's still worse. But have good news for you that the God is still in the business of bringing help to his people. If I want to recount, there are so many, but it, it's also telling that God does not discriminate when it comes to helping his people. You know, he helped young people, he helped young girls, he had women. You know, God does not discriminate when he's bringing help to his people. And his help is always adequate. The help of God is, is always adequate. You know, we, we have our, our theme as El Shaddai, the God who is what? More than enough. Is that right? So his, his, his help is always more than enough. His help is always... Look at the five loaves and then the two pieces of fish. You see that the boy, the boy in his heart of hearts was willing to give, but it was not enough. It was inadequate. And when he got into the hands of the master, the limitation was broken and 5,000 places to feed them. So, that, so that his help his help is always, always adequate. Look at the crossing of the, of the Red Sea. How possible? How possible could this have happened? The arm of flesh? No. And the Egyptians even saw. They knew how their chariots have been designed to run. They said, no. The way we are, we are moving, it's like God is fighting against us. Let us turn back. The hand of the Lord came into the situation. And God gave them victory. They were worried like some, sometimes all of us worried and then crying. But Moses said, don't be afraid. Hold your peace and see the salvation that the Lord will bring into your life today. For the Egyptians you see today, you are not going to see them anymore. That's what he told them. And it happened. Just hold your peace. Because if you hold, don't hold your peace, you, you can't really flow with what God is doing. You can't flow. Say, hold your peace. Don't be afraid. Hold your peace and see the salvation that the Lord will accomplish for you this day. For in the Jesians, you see today, you will see again no more forever. This was a clear case of the help of God being adequate. The help of God being adequate. Bringing the people help when it most mattered. At that stage, they needed God. Because the rest, you, you, you can't cross it. But it was, <laughs> the sea is right before you. 
I don't know what she is, is right before you. I don't know. But what I know is that I have a God who can bring help, who can split every sea into two and then make a way. Where there's no way, he will make a way. If we believe it, shout hallelujah, put your hands together for the Lord. He is the God of the hills and the God of the valleys. That makes him complete. There was, there was a battle. I've forgotten the, the type of group, whether the Amalekite or so. And they said, I think they, they lost in the valley. They said, oh, it's because he's a God of the valley. So let's get to the hills. That place, the defeat was huge. Israel was marvelously helped. So the people kept quiet. We can't classify this God as a one-way God. He can only fight in the valleys, but he can't fight in the hills. No. His help is adequate. He's a God of the valleys, and I say it's I'm the God of the hills. And this help, what makes it very interesting is that it's always available. The help is always available because God is always with us. But the reason he is with us is to bring us help. Well, God is with us to bring us help. So he is always with us. The same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not like the bar, the bar gods. You remember the Mount Carmel contest? Elijah told them, maybe pray hard, pray hard. Possibly your God is asleep. Your God had traveled. See? Our God does not travel. He, he, he doesn't travel. I remember I shared this, this, this testimony here. Uh, I had a friend. And I was to visit him early morning, I think before the COVID. So late in the night, before the next morning, I sent him a text message. Although tomorrow I will come. Then, then something struck within me. I said, oh, no, no, don't say that. I said, oh, if God, God wills. Ah, the following morning, to my surprise, heavy rain. I couldn't go. So if this gentleman needed some help, he needed some medicine, and I, and I had it, what would have happened? But it's God, nothing stops him. See, when he decides to move, because his help is always available, God, could have, God would have moved through the rains, moved through all the sandboard on the road, and go and give help to this gentleman. He is always available. He said, I will neither leave you, nor pursue it. means that he is with me. Call unto me. Call unto me, and I will answer, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. See, he called, and I will show you. It means that he is, he is ready. Acts, and it shall be given. Seek. So all this is telling us that the help from God is always available. Come unto me, all ye labor. And I have needed, and I will do what? I will give a rest. His help is always available. It's not shut. And the important thing is that you can call God 
you know, from anywhere, anywhere. That's one of the things his, his blood has secured for us. Else, all of us should have gone to Jerusalem. You go with your animals. So if you don't have a plane, a plane ticket, it becomes an issue. But in the comfort of our room, we can call God. David was running away from his son, Absalom. When Absalom revolted, he wanted to take the kingship. Then it was told David, the Ahitophel is part of Absalom's group. He said, whoa. He, they, were, they were, according to scripture, they were ascending the mount. Uh, there's this mountain I've, I've forgotten. They were ascending that mountain. Then immediately he prayed, Lord, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. Then someone told David, Say, Ahitophel is among the conspirators. You see, this conspiracy thing is you. He's been there a long time. Conspirators of Absalom. And David said, Oh Lord, I pray, tell the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. They were ascending the Mount Olives. So it wasn't even a place of prayer, but he declared and it came to pass. So that means that you can call God from anywhere and God will hear us. It's good to come here to pray. But we have to start from the home. The prayer. So before you come here, you are fully charged. See, some of you know, when you come here, it takes a long time before you can even flow. So that's when we are about to close. Then, see, the prayer. Start from home. When you come the prophet comes, you easily catch his spirit and begin to flow. So we, we, we can assess, assess this help from anywhere. We can assess it from anywhere. And God will hear us. He said, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the waters, I'll be what? He said, he didn't say if. There's Isaiah 43. Say, when? It means that this world will pass through waters, will pass through the rivers, will go through the fires. But even in all that, he said, when you go through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. You see, when? Oh, it's when. It's not evil. When you walk through the fire, and it has happened before, the three Hebrew boys, they walked to the fire and the Lord was with them. We shall not be burned for nor shall the flames. So, so everywhere he, he has promised to be with us. And once he has promised to be with us, in that situation we call him. He will always hear us. He said, I am with you unto the ends of the world. Another important thing, we should know that his help is appropriate. See, it's, it's prepared or it's, it's designed to fit the situation. Yeah, we, we all don't wear the same trousers size or, or your, your dresses. Sizes are different. It is cut to fit you. And that's what God does. We'll read Matthew 15, 29 to 31. He just prayed and 
a lot of things happened. Matthew 15, 22, all right. Jesus departed from there, scattered the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him. Having with them, take note, lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. Maybe those with AIDS and Ebola and maybe Corona. (laughs) And they laid them down at Jesus' feet. And he did what? He healed them. Let's see what. And then, so the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of all. That's right. So it's not like, as for me, I can only, only pray and only the lame or only the blind. No, 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 no. This man is appropriate. He's prepared the healing to fit everyone. As you are always preaching his word from here, from the prophet pulpit, you know, a lot of healings are going on. Those who need healing, those who need to be uplifted, who need to be strengthened in the inner man, those who need to be strengthened in the body, the heart, the kidney, the liver, and the, the veins. God is doing it. God, his word is appropriate. And this proves that. So there are different needs. But his word has been prepared, has been packaged in such a way that to meet these very needs. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I think I'm looking at my time anyway. So, so I, will, I will just rush through this because I'm still, I'm still far behind time. So how, how do we assess this, this help? I'll give only some few points and then... Uh, How do we assess this? The first thing is that you, you should be able to know within yourself that you need help. You yourself, the first thing is that, do I need help? The counselor, you only go to the counselor when you need help. You go to see the, the medical officer when you really need help. So you yourself should know that I need help. So when you need help, then you go to the one who will be able to help. That is, that's G- Jesus. But to know Jesus, the communication, there should, be, there should be a relationship so that the communication will flow. You understand each other. That's where the thing should start from. We must have our relationship with him intact and we must make conscious effort to grow the relationship. To grow the relationship. And that takes us back to his word. Nothing was made. Without his word, that was made. If you want to understand his nature and his character, you have to go to the word. His word reveals his character and his nature. So we go back to the word. We study the word. We meditate. These things is the same, the same. You know, all the time we talk about it. All the time. Meditate. Our prayer life. Bible study. It must be in us. The word must be in us. 
the word must be in us. And as the word is in us, it will help our communication. We will be on the same page. Then we begin to see the way God is seeing us. He has a way of seeing us. But when the communication grows, becomes developed, we will understand him. We will begin to see the way he sees us. That is important. And then now you can present. Cast your cares. But the challenge sometimes we have here is that we cast the cares and we go for it. And when you do that, it's like you have planted a seed and <laughs> you want to bring back the soil to see whether it is taking root. We don't, we don't do that. The young man gave the five loaves and, and the two pieces. He, gave, he just gave to Jesus and that was it. And Jesus did what? So when we gave our problems to him and we wash our hands, he will work on the problems. Five loaves, he turned it. The same way when we give our problems, so he will turn the problems. And it will become an advantage to us. He will work on them. We have thousands, and we have only five loaves. He takes them. It's not adequate, but he will make the thing adequate. So when we give our worries, when we give our challenges, when we give our troubles, when we give our shortcomings to him, just give it to him. And allow him to work on it. We give our business, we give our life, we give our marriage, our relationships, some of us, our promotion. Promotions are long overdue. We pray and give it to him. And let's see if the Lord will not do something about them. And what I want to share, maybe this one I will, I will end here. The challenge we also have here, sometimes we, we, we magnify the problems about God. We talk more about the problems than the solution. See, that was why Israel, they couldn't defeat Goliath. The king himself, he was extolling the achievement of Goliath. He told David, oh, this, you can't beat this man. He has been fighting all his life. He's fought in Afghanistan. He fought in Pakistan, Uzbekistan, all the towns. He has fought. See, so if you do that, no wonder when Goliath appeared, they all ran to hide. But I didn't know why Goliath didn't chase them. Because if appearance will let them, would let them hide, then what about when we begin to chase them? But sometimes see, the, the enemy to his, his ability is limited. But what, what I'm saying here is that we must magnify God. We must praise God so that the problem will look little. We must magnify God. Lord, I have given this to you. I know it's done. I give you praise. I give you glory. I know you are bigger than this problem. Yes. That's what I will talk too much about the problem. They say, hey, as for my heart, my heart problem, is it yours? As for this problem, and some, some of us, our issue is that we think God will be able to help us in one particular way, but the other way, God cannot do it. Oh. 
his help is complete. And once he has been able to help us deal with this, it means that he is also working on the other ones. And we should not forget, we should not ignore the little breakthroughs. We should not ignore them. We shouldn't take for granted. You know, when we look at David, he used it as a platform. It motivated him to even face Goliath. He said, the Lord, the Lord who gave me victory over the best and the lion, the same God who gave me victory over this uncircumcised Philistine. Yes. So if God daily gives us bread, you know, we see every day we should pray for our daily bread. He has given us bread for about 30 years. He's feeding us every day. What is more, more, more difficult? <laughs> feeding you every day for 30 years and then giving you a very good wife or husband for the rest of your life. One, one room for the rest of your life, which is more, more difficult. He has fed you every day for 30 years. And when it comes to husband, I think God, God cannot do it. But it is in his word that after houses and, and riches or houses and inheritance, fathers or mothers can give us, but a prudent wife for husband is from the Lord. The man has fed us, some of us, 35 years every day. Giving you a husband, husband one, just one. He's not going to give you husband every day or wife every day, one for the rest of your life. What, which one is more difficult? Church, let us arise, come to a place that we know that God is, is our helper always. And he's ever ready to help us and to bring us to the place. He has purpose for you. He has purpose for me. His glory upon our life, nothing can cut short, but it will happen. All will see so that his name alone will be glorified. God bless you. God bless you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We have come.